This is the Extravagant Promises Podcast, and I'm your host, Gregory. not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou thinkest thou dost overthrow, die not, poor death, nor yet canst thou kill me. From rest and sleep, which but thy pictures be, much pleasure, then from thee much more must flow. And soonest our best men with thee do go, rest of their bones and souls delivery. Thou art slave to fate, chance, kings, and desperate men, and dust with poison, war, and sickness dwell, and poppy or charms can make us sleep as well, and better than thy stroke, why swellest thou then? One short sleep past, we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. John Donne the sonnet, Death, Be Not Proud. This is episode number 28, No Man is an Island. I'm going to skip over the preliminaries, not because they're not important, but just because I read them every time. Obviously, number one, this is not an AA meeting. Number two, I'm not a health professional. Number three, please preserve my and your anonymity. And number four, this will and forever will be free. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. We share our experience, strength, and hope. And this is a podcast about reckoning, recovery, and redemption. Today, I'm wrestling with some news that I received over overnight um, that my mother um, has had a diagnosis of cancer, which will be her second uh, bout with the disease. And I'm wrestling with that. And I think that is something that touches on a number of areas for those of us in the rooms and, and in recovery. And, and it's interesting because um, it brings up a lot of very negative and very positive emotions for me. Last night, uh, before I got this news, you know, I was fortunate. I'm living in a palazzo on the Grand Canal, and the palazzo is owned by an ancient Venetian family who are so elegant and lovely. And uh, two days ago, I was summoned, so to speak, by one of the... Uh, staff here, they said that the Marchesa would like to have drinks with me or, you know, visit with me uh, last night. So I dressed up. I sent, I had orchids, which I understand are her favorite, sent to the home before I arrived with my thanks. And um, and I arrived and we sat on the, one of the small terraces above the Grand Canal and just talked and got to know one another. And then some other guests arrived, and they asked me if I was staying for dinner, and I, I declined. 
mainly because I was I didn't feel I was as, I was dressed up and I was certainly dressed appropriately, but I was a little off my game and it was evening and I hadn't thought it through and so I I thought discretion is the better part of valor here, but it was just a truly lovely evening and I was taken down to see these statues that were built in the palazzo and there was a special room and part of the building built for it that were by Antonio Canova um, and they're just incredible and um, it's just so cool because the statues I believe are right next to the apartment that I live in uh, even though there's obviously a wall and things separating you wouldn't know it but anyway maybe they are maybe they're not I, I think they are but um and so I got back and I was texting with my mother and um, telling her how it went and some comparisons to our family and things <laughs> as if we're some ancient Venetian family, not. Uh, but, um, and she said, oh, I'm going back over to the doctor for, they took a CT scan for something I was going through and there's something they want to check out. And then, you know, I went to sleep and I woke up in the middle of the night. I had this, you know, early morning I had a text saying it's, you know, cancer. They're going to have to go in and operate this morning. And so, you know, I've, I texted, tried to text with my dad, my brother, both of whom are very prominent surgeons and say like, Hey, what's the story here? And I didn't obviously given the hour, I didn't get anything, but you know, and I, I, it's just an interesting thought. You know, I've had some real issues obviously with this person, um, physical, emotional, and mental abuse for many, many years. And I thought about it. I was like, you know, I've never wished her dead. Um, I have only wished that I would die. Um, and when she went through her last bout of cancer 20-some years ago, you know, it was an interesting, and, and I probably should do a podcast about that. I know I say that all the time, but, you know, I should do a, a, a thing about mindset because when she had breast cancer, it was pretty serious. She had double radical mastectomies, um, surgery, you know, the whole thing. There was never a moment. Well, I mean, we had to push and cajole her to get into the treatment of the chemotherapy and the protocols that Sloan Kettering set and all that. And I gave her all these books and wrote this letter and, you know, but but you could just tell in the mind, like there was never a moment when cancer was going to beat her. You could just tell. She didn't talk positively. She was very negative. She loved the, it seemed like she loved the fact she had cancer. She'd tell everybody about it and how, you know, the cancer and this and their treatment. But it was like she was proud of it. Um, but looking back on it, you could tell there wasn't a moment that that disease was going to beat her. Um, she had a mocktail party in her hotel, in her hospital room at, and at New York, no, at NYU Hospital, where they did the general surgery, the start, you know, like only drug she took was Tylenol. Um, it, 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 that 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 wasn't going to beat her, you know. And 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 it's kind of cool on one hand, um, but you know, I thought about that, and I was I was. I didn't know how to deal. You know, I, I was like, okay, this is what happens. This is how it goes. So I um, I got a bunch of euros and coins, and I did my morning routine here, early morning exercises and meditation, and I set out walking with my camera, and I basically stopped at every church 
I listened to some music that I thought was evocative of my mom and um, me, you know, and just some things like, you know, not necessarily that she liked. I mean, the the one that she loved was, uh, and that she loves is Roberta Flack's Killing Me Softly, you know. No irony or anything intended, just, you know, I put that on, I put on Whiter Shade of Pale, I put on some music like that in my mind to kind of think about that era and... um and I went to churches, and I just walked for five miles going into some obscure churches and some not-so-obscure churches here in Venice, and I would put a coin and light a candle and say a prayer. And, you know, by the time I got to the kind of the granddaddy of them all in terms of what, you know, Santa Maria della Salute, which is which was almost every picture of Venice has it in it. And it um, was built in like tribute or in memory of a plague that wiped out like half of the population of Venice in the 1400s I think maybe I don't know maybe my numbers are off but anyway salute means health you know and I was like okay this is where and I got under the St. Anthony chapel paintings and and lit a candle there and and everywhere I went I just said you know God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will, not mine. Please, please look after my mom. Please look after the sick and suffering. But only if it's your will, God. Your will, not mine. And and I thought about that. I thought about death, and I thought about... Um, I thought about the harms that had befallen me at the hands of this person. I thought about the things, the good things that have befallen me. And I thought, you know, I don't know if I'm, if I've made peace with it yet. You know, I don't know if I've accepted, I don't know if I've gotten there where I need to get, you know, but this is, it's life on life's terms, not mine. This, you could have predicted this obviously, but, um, but I'm very, I'm very, at peace right now. I just felt like, you know, when I realized like I have such deep resentment and anger and about what was done to me and things that were said to me and things that were done to harm me. And, um, but when I realized I was like, I have never wished this person dead. I've only wished myself dead. I felt at peace, like, okay, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel like, oh, I wanted this. I don't want this. I, what I want is amends to be made on both sides. I want forgiveness to be given on both sides. I want I want to enjoy a person who's my mother, you know, and caregiver, so to speak, you know, um, in the twilight of their life and mine, you know, Um that may not be something that I, that that's part of my that might might not be part of my story. I don't know, but you know, I love I love the program. I love life. I'm going to go to a meeting tonight and um, get some get some solace there. And I just thought this was something that I needed to go ahead and, and share with the community. Um, thank you for listening. Um, you can reach me on Instagram at at Extravagant Promises Podcast, or you can shoot me an email, Gregory B, letter B, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y, B, 
at extravagantpromisespodcast.com. So uh, love to everyone. Be at peace. Radical acceptance, radical honesty, serenity. No man is an island entire of itself. Each is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. As well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thine own, or of thine friends were, each man's death diminishes me, for I am involved in mankind. Therefore, send not to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. John Donne. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what he could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Amen.